0: That's Haley. And that's Caitlin. And I'm Caitlin. Yeah. And And uh, you're Haley. Yeah. Multiple times. Let's just keep saying it. That's gonna be this entire episode.
1: At what point do you
0: at what point do you not introduce yourselves? Um because this is episode let's see what episode it is. Because we have a spreadsheet because we're real professional. This is episode 29? Yes, but I have seen
1: other people commenting, not on our podcast, but on other people's podcasts, saying, hey, like, you stopped saying in the beginning who you were and all this other stuff. Could you do that again so that, like, I can keep track? Because, like, we know who we are. But that doesn't mean everybody else is going to know who we are. Yeah, but if you listen to the pod, like, if you're... But it's if like you on your list of listen, podcasts and you listen
0: to it all the time like but if
1: someone doesn't listen or if they have like for example
0: with some of they my don't podcasts listen, then they don't i don't need have, to know what our names are
1: this is this is fair this is true but also some of the podcasts that i listen to sometimes like in the beginning not necessarily now but now a lot of these podcasts are like 200 episodes in yeah but um i needed that so i could differentiate because it's not like we sound similar we don't sound exactly the same but we sound like two goats on a
0: boat and two goats
1: on a boat two goats on a boat
0: Um. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) all right fine if we forget to do it after a hundred episodes then that's fine okay i i I can i can fuck with that okay so we got a long way to go
1: but um, basically that's where we're at
0: as far as this episode um, it's scary stories to tell on a podcast. Ooh, we Spook. did not plan that. We did not plan no. that. We did not plan on being spooky. Talk it about just spooky. Us. Yeah, talk about uh, fucking spooky. So we're pretty much going to read like scary stories or creepy Not necessarily scary stories from the seri- the book series. Um,
1: scary I stories a, to I tell think, in the dark. What? I think a couple of mine are. Are I they really?
0: Um, not on
1: purpose. I just, I, my method of research was I was like, all right, so when I was, and I'll talk about this a little bit, when I was teaching sailing, um, or rather, I started out, I used to teach sailing camp when I was in high school during the summers. Before that, I was a student. And one way to like keep us all entertained as counselors, and it was a great idea, they would tell us scary stories or just like, captivating stories but a lot Uh of them tend to be scary and one of them that's not anything that i can find online i did research is included in here but i went back to like okay well what ones do i remember hearing that fucked me up
0: (laughs) my method of research was i tried to find ones that i haven't heard before but still kind of freaked me out and yeah yeah you'll you'll be able to tell what my like some of my biggest fears are through these stories because like uh, obviously it's going to be things that still scare me and i see like i couldn't bring myself to do those we didn't even mention it in our like we did an episode on phobias and superstitions and stuff and uh, i didn't mention this in my phobias because it's like i don't know i'll mention it after because i don't want to i don't want to give away what like the my stories are about they're all about the same thing uh, just to clarify but um but they're all about the same thing no but they, they're uh, all about the same thing they but kind of have a similar the theme and um actually not all of them because now that i'm looking at them some of them a few of some them of them, enough yeah but anyway um so well, we can enough talk goats about on that a boat. we can talk about that at the end so um how do we want to start do you want to start sure i'll start okay and do they do the ones you have have a title and like you have the person that wrote it i don't have the person that wrote it i just have the title okay oh well we have links to i have yeah i have links i figured where we found the stories just to give people the credit that they deserve i yes tried to copy down the names of where of who wrote them if i found them yeah my issue um, is these were ones that i had heard
1: so much as a kid that i don't know where they originated does that make sense did you just copy them from memory no well one of them I did but the other ones I just kind of like googled key plot points and then found one that was the closest to what I heard oh okay yeah alright so go ahead yeah I, mine's a little unorthodox alright first one You. I can't imagine you haven't heard this one it's the girl with the red ribbon
0: yes okay okay <laughs> I have heard it. I think that is in the book book series, The Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Yeah, it very well could be. Yeah, but go on. Um, I like this one.
1: All right. Bill whistled as he strolled through the park. He was on his way to meet his girlfriend, Sally. Very creative names we have here. Um, He could smell spring in the air. He jingled the engagement ring in his pocket and thought about asking Sally to marry him. Sally sat down on a park bench and Bill kneeled down in front of her. Sally, Bill said, you are the most beautiful girl I've ever met because that's something that you should value in a woman. I -hmm. love you and I want you to be my wife. Will you marry me? Sally laughed and said, yes, I will marry you. Stupid bitch. As Bill gazed lovingly at his bride. Anyone that gets engaged is a stupid bitch. (laughs) Do you remember when we would, Haley and I used to play a game where we would drive by like, it started as people holding hands and then it quickly like devolved into like roadkill. Or two squirrels humping on the side of the road, or whatever it could be, and we just would go. Bet they're engaged. <laughs> yep. That's anybody a fun game? Any, we got to bring any that game back. Any two people
0: standing next to each other. Bet they're engaged.
1: <laughs> no, not even because we were doing it with roadkill for a while. Bet they're yep. engaged. Yeah. All right. All right anyway, um, go on. These two anyway, people get engaged. Anyway. Um. Bet they're engaged. As Bill gazed lovingly at his bride to be, his eyes lingered on the red velvet ribbon Sally always wore around her neck. Why do you always wear that red ribbon, Bill asked. Sally said, Bill, I must never take off my red ribbon. Bill smiled at Sally and left the ribbon alone. Bill and Sally were married that June. Bill found a lovely little house in a nice neighborhood and they moved in. Bill bought Sally many party dresses, but Sally always wore her red ribbon with each outfit. Bill thought this was odd. Sally just smiled and said, I must never take off my red ribbon. After a few years, Sally found out she was going to have a baby. This news delighted Bill. Sally talked with her friends who had babies. Bill talked with his buddies who had children. I don't know why we've got a different- okay. They talked together late into the night about what they had learned from everyone. When the big day came, Sally said, please tell the doctor. I must not take off my red ribbon. Bill was frustrated, but he promised Sally that he would tell the doctor. After the baby was born, Bill gave Sally flowers. Thank you for the flowers, Bill, said Sally, and thank you for telling the doctor I must not take off my red ribbon. Bill did not understand why the red ribbon was so important. Do you want to hold little Billy? Sally asked. Of course. Bill and Sally and little Billy lived happily for many years in the small, lovely house in the nice neighborhood. When little Billy was a baby, he would sometimes reach for the red ribbon around his mother's neck. Sally would gently take his little hand in, his, in hers and coo at him, saying, Mommy must never take off her red ribbon. The red ribbon frustrated Bill for a long time. He loved Sally with all of his heart, but he did not understand her need to wear the ribbon. After many years, Bill had an idea. Our anniversary is coming up. I will buy Sally a beautiful necklace. She will take off that old red ribbon so she can wear the beautiful necklace. Their anniversary came. Bill took Sally to a fancy restaurant overlooking Central Park. They had a delicious meal. Then Bill gave Sally a velvet box with a beautiful diamond necklace in it. She opened it, smiles, and tears came to her eyes. Bill put the necklace around her neck and started to take off the red ribbon. Sally stopped him. She said, I must never take off my red ribbon. Bill sat back in his seat with a huff. He He looked at Sally and shook his head. I may never understand, Bill said. Sally gently placed the diamond necklace back in its velvet box and closed the lid. "'It is lovely, Bill. I will treasure it always,' she said. "'But I must never take off my red ribbon.' "'Why?' Bill asked, as he had for so many years. Sally smiled sadly and shook her head. She did not answer him. Late that night, Bill was awake. I've loved Sally for more than twenty years, but she insists on wearing that horrible red ribbon around her neck. I think it's about time I found out why. Bill got out of bed and walked around to Sally's side. Bill carefully pinched the ends of the bow on the ribbon. Bill began to slowly pull on the ribbon. The bow became smaller and smaller. The loops of the bow pulled through and only a half knot was left. Bill slid his finger under the half knot and tugged. Zip! The red ribbon gave away. Pop! Sally's head came off. It rolled right onto the floor, bouncing in the moonlight. One large tear fell from Sally's eye. I warned you, she said. We needed yeah. like scary classic, story man. sound effect music. It, it was a classic. It was one that I always heard as a kid in some iteration. In other iterations, it was when she was very old. In this case, I guess we'll call her Sally said to her husband okay let's take off the red ribbon like she was sick she was dying she's like all right Uh let's get rid of this motherfucker and then boom off goes her head but yeah Yeah, that's a good one i like that one either way you got a woman losing her head so
0: aren't they always oh those women's (laughs) (laughs) ladies am i right (laughs) anyway women who've lost your head sponsor us (laughs) My story is called Lazy Saturday Night, and it's by My Cool of the Fear Collective. Okay. And uh, here we go. Here I lay, all snuggled up in bed, warm and satisfied under the s- soft silk covers, watching some stu- stupid documentary on TV I'd never heard of. I'd turn it over, but the. What? Proud of ah, you. Let me restart. Good for you. <laughs> We're not editing this out
1: either We're keeping it
0: No I want to edit it out <laughs> <laughs> You're so good at reading stories I'm so bad It's because I'm a fucking actor I guess so Rome I isn't just, built, You haven't uh, acted you know what I'm in years do? No you know what I'm going to do the Two stig-pack? voices I'm a. am going to make the font bigger You're going to make <laughs> it what I'm an old bitch You're going to what I'm going to make the font bigger Oh my
1: gosh
0: <laughs> Maybe that'll help. Maybe no,
1: <laughs> no, this is my own scary story right here. <laughs> Take two. Oh, God. Lazy Saturday oh, God. Night by
0: Cool of the Fear Collective.
1: <clears throat> there you go.
0: <laughs> here I lay, all snuggled up in bed, warm and satisfied under the soft silk covers, watching some stupid documentary on TV I'd never heard of. I'd turn it over, but the gallon of The gallon tub of cookie dough ice cream wouldn't let me use my hands for anything other than shoveling the frozen treat into my mouth. Nights like these are rare and isn't often that everyone's out of the house but me, so I make sure to savor them. In fact, I wasn't expecting anyone back until the morning. That's what made the sound of the door opening downstairs so alarming. Panic hits me like a steam train. I silently leap out from under the covers, spilling the ice cream all over the pristine white carpet on the floor, and creak open the wardrobe next to my bed. I hear footsteps, heavy and indiscreet, like they want me to know that they're there. I pant and pick up the spoon I had just been using to enjoy a relaxing night. The footsteps get louder. I force myself into the minuscule space remaining in the wardrobe and close the door. As the stranger opens the bedroom door, not sparing... Any seconds for silence. I peer through the gap. His face looks familiar, but I can't place my finger on where I know him from. He spots the spilled ice cream and darts his head across the wide expanse of the bedroom. Hello, he calls, not sounding vicious, but I've made that mistake before. Never, under any circumstances, assume assume friendliness from a voice. He looks under the bed. Oh, crap. He's looking for someone. I hold back a whimper and start bending the bowl of the spoon back and forth, hoping to snap it off and create some way of defending myself. It snaps, but it creates a metallic click. The man turns his head around and makes his way toward the wardrobe. I'm shaking now. Please don't open it. The door swings open and he sees me. We scream simultaneously, in fear and surprise. Without hesitation, I leap onto the man and start digging into whatever soft stretch of flesh I can with the sharp edge of the spoon handle. He screeches in clear pain, but I won't stop. I hammer the handle deeper into his chest and neck over and over until until he becomes motionless. I've killed him. I cry in disgust and sprint downstairs away from the house. I charge down the road until I feel like I'm far enough away. I sit down for a moment and exhale heavily before regaining my composure. Pulling out my phone, I open Twitter and search hashtag party. Hopefully this time I'll find a household that isn't lying when they say they'll be out all night. What the fuck, right? <laughs> what the fuck, Haley? Some fucking crazy bitch breaks into somebody's house, fucking cozies up in their bed. They come home and they're like, "The fuck!" and then she kills them. Who wrote this about me? <laughs> I like that was like a little twisty one. I liked it.
1: <laughs> that was that was fucked.
0: Even though I'm horrible at reading creepy Anyway, your turn.
1: All right so next up oh 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 it just scrolled on me i was like listen here bitch all right so next up we have the babysitter and the clown statue have you heard this one possibly this one this one because i babysat on the side was a big like fuck Lots me up also on
0: the, side. the but also i'm terrified the, the of clowns the 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 person's inside the when house a, that when a stranger me calls out.
1: That yeah. one freaked me out, but this one more so just because I'm terrified of clowns.
0: Okay. Yeah. Like of they course.
1: scare the shit out of me. I saw it when I was like four and that just ruined it. I think we I but, think we've um, talked about it. Oh, we've talked about it in detail multiple times, but I'm I'm not about to <laughs> let it go. <laughs> All right. So what is it called again? It's called the girl I mean the babysitter and the clown statue. Okay, go ahead. Okay. A few years ago there was a wealthy couple who had two young children, a boy and a girl. The family lived in a large house in Newport Beach, California. Fun fact, this would be changed. I I was teaching sailing, learning sailing on Cape Cod. This would be changed to Cape Cod, like a town in Cape Cod. Of course.
0: I'm sure anyone that has been told it is it's on the coast of wherever Uh, they are. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) It's on Lake Michigan. Um, Yeah. Okay. Go ahead.
1: So after taking care of their kids all week, the mother and father decided that they needed a break. So they booked a table for a dinner at a nice restaurant. That evening, they called a teenage girl they knew and arranged for her to come over and babysit their children while they were out. When the babysitter arrived, the parents told her to fix supper for the kids and put them to bed. After that, you can just watch TV and help yourself to anything in the fridge, said the father. And if you wouldn't mind, said the mother, could you watch our TV in our bedroom? The kids have been having nightmares recently, so if you hear them crying, you can just go in and calm them down. The babysitter happily agreed and the parents left for their dinner date. The girl gave the the children some milk and cookies, then ushered them up to bed. She started reading them a bedtime story, and before long, the little boy and girl were fast asleep. After tucking them in, she switched off the lights and went to watch TV. When the babysitter walked into the parents' bedroom and sat down, she noticed that there was a creepy-looking clown statue standing in the corner of the room. She tried to ignore it, but it looked so eerie and disturbing that it sent a chill down her spine. She felt as though its eyes were staring straight at her while she watched TV. As time passed, the babysitter started to feel more and more uneasy about the clown statue. Whenever she glanced at it, she got the unsettling feeling that it had moved ever so slightly. Finally, the clown statue began to freak her out so much that she couldn't handle it any longer. She decided to go downstairs and phone the parents. When she dialed the number they had left for her, her mother answered. "'Hi, it's me,' said the babysitter everything's fine the kids are fast asleep in bed but i was just wondering would it be okay if i watch tv downstairs of course replied the father somehow the phone switched hands um
0: (laughs) but why i have heard this one too (laughs) i know this one
1: i know it sounds silly laughed the girl but the clown statue is really creeping me out the clown statue asked the father yeah the clown statue in your bedroom the girl replied the phone went silent for a moment Listen to me very carefully, said the father, Liam Neeson. Take the children and get out of the house. We will call the police. Go. Now. What's wrong? Asked the girl. The father gulped, because you can hear that over the phone, and replied- Gulp? (laughs) Oh, you're so gross. (laughs) Wait, let me see. There we go. Ew. I hate it.
0: That was the worst ASMR ever.
1: (laughs) You you gotta see. I wish you could see the sound wave. It just spiked.
0: (laughs) Oh, God. It's so bad. Oh, God. How do we come back from this? Okay. The father father gulped. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) The father gulped
1: and replied, We don't have a clown statue. Dun, dun, dun! Dun! (laughs) For a second, the babysitter just stood there, stunned. Then she dropped the phone, raced upstairs, and grabbed the children. Carrying one under each arm, she raced downstairs again, I know, and fled out into the street. What a fictional badass. Huddled on the sidewalk comforting the two children, the babysitter looked up at the bedroom window and saw something that made her scream out in terror. Peeking through a gap in the curtains was the white, painted face of a clown. It stared at her for a moment, then sank back into the darkness. Within minutes, the police arrived and cautiously entered the house. In the upstairs bedroom, they found a man dressed in a clown suit. When they arrested him, they found a knife concealed in his costume. The clown turned out to be a mentally disturbed man who was a convicted murderer and cold-blooded killer. The evil man had been stalking the family for months, lurking in their attic during the daytime, and coming out to sneak around the house at night. For weeks, the children had been complaining about a, quote, clown statue that stood in their room and watched them sleep, but the parents had just dismissed it as nightmares.
0: Oh, Damn. I never heard... I always heard that story, like, the very end is like, we don't have a clown statue. Like, that was always the end that I heard. Yep, that was always... Yep. And that is actually... As if I
1: didn't need reason enough to be scared shitless of clowns. Do you want a
0: a reason to be even more scared? No, but I know you're gonna tell me anyway. It's kind of... ish, a true-ish story. There's a place... the Hinterkaifeck farm murders. Um, this oh, no. family like lived in this like farmhouse or whatever, and uh, they saw footsteps leading to the house but never from the house. So someone came inside and didn't leave, and apparently like lived up in their attic and like took the newspaper and like took food no and stuff. No fucking thanks. And then he killed the people. Yeah. Is the fuck that one? Gulp. I don't, whether he was dressed as a clown or not, I don't know. I, I mean, if he was
1: dressed as a clown, I definitely, like, would not still be here. Like, I, I can't handle clowns. Like, clowns and spiders are my, like, two, like, no, just cannot do, cannot do.
0: Yeah. I just, no. Mm -mm, All right, I have a, I have a little short one. All right, little baby one. Little baby one. Little baby. This one is do, Don't called, you have two short ones? Yeah, do you want me just to what? do the two short ones? I was going to say, why don't you just do the two short ones? Okay, I'll do the two short ones. So this one's called, He Stood Against My Window. Uh-oh. I don't know why I looked up, but when I did, I saw him standing there. He stood against my window. His forehead rested Jesus against the fuck, glass. I
1: didn't know you were starting. What? I didn't know you were starting, <laughs> and so you were like... I don't know why I looked up and then I just saw him standing there and I was like, um, excuse me? Because <laughs> Haley lives in like a basement apartment. So I was like, who the fuck is standing yeah, my- in front of your apartment? <laughs> my window's ground level. <laughs> <sighs> it's fine. So now it's you fine. know why this I'll just never fears. be able to sleep there ever again.
0: And now you know why. This is one of my biggest fears. Um, oh, God. i hate you so much i don't know why i looked up but when i did i saw him standing there he stood against my window his forehead rested against the glass and his eyes were still and light and he smiled a lipstick red cartoonish grin Mm. and he just stood there by my window my wife was upstairs sleeping my son was in his crib and i couldn't move I froze and I watched him looking past me through the glass. Oh, please, no. His smile never moved, but he put a hand up and slid it down the glass, watching me, with matted hair and yellow skin and a face through the window. I couldn't do anything. I just stayed there, frozen, feet still in the bushes I was pruning, looking into my home. He stood against my window. So the guy was inside. The guy was inside oh fuck the creepy guy was inside he was outside like doing his bushes or whatever and like he looked up and like saw some creepy guy in his house and his wife and kid are upstairs my fuck yeah no thanks no
1: i don't like that i do (laughs) not like that i don't like that no that's a no thanks oh why are we doing this oh god
0: (laughs) because it's spook season I hate you so much. Uh, here's my other little short one. It's called The Portraits. Uh, this is actually a pretty popular creepypasta, so some people might have heard it. Okay. Um, I have There was a hunter in the woods who, after a long day of hunting, was in the middle of an immense forest. It was getting dark, which is... Uh, if you're a hunter, um, you should know what time it gets dark. You're unprofessional. Anyway. <laughs> it was getting dark, and having lost his bearings, he decided to head into one direction when uh, he was in a clearing um uh, In sorry he was decided to head in one direction until he was clear of the increasingly oppressive foliage after what seemed like hours he came across a cabin in a small clearing realizing how dark it had grown he decided to see if he could stay there for the night he approached and found the door ajar nobody was inside the hunter flopped down on the single bed deciding to explain himself to the owner in the morning which fuck that <laughs> who How the rude. fuck do you think you are, fucking Goldilocks? Like How get out of Goodbye. some people. Bye. Yeah. As he looked around, he was surprised to see the walls adorned by many portraits, all painted in incredible detail. Without exception, they appeared to be staring down at him, their features twisted into looks of hatred. Staring staring back, he grew increasingly uncomfortable, making a concerted effort to ignore the many hateful faces. He turned to face the wall, and exhausted, he fell into a restless sleep. Was face no. Face down in an unfamiliar bed, he turned, blinking at unins- unexpected sunlight. Looking up, he discovered that the cabin had no portraits, only windows. Nope. <laughs> you see my theme nope. here. You Your see my theme, theme is here. Creepy
1: people in fucking windows. That's one of my biggest. <laughs> so Haley's gonna live in a house with no windows (laughs) no I just I'm gonna live live in a house with no
0: clowns I just
1: gotta live like upstairs
0: and a badass
1: security system
0: yeah nobody can be outside my window I don't like that at all I hate
1: that it makes me so uncomfortable oh I know exactly what I'm gonna do when I come visit you no I will die I'm gonna come a day early so that you don't know I'm coming fuck you I'll murder (laughs) you The podcast. The podcast will be cancelled. Haley died of fright. <laughs> yeah.
0: Haley's right, go gonna become her one. own
1: creepy pasta. Okay. The next one is the Halloween mask. Cause you know, it's it's Halloween now. It's Halloween it's spook month. Spook time. The whole month. It's spook time. It is. Alright. So there was a boy named Lenny who really loved Halloween. It was his favorite holiday, and he always tried to celebrate it in style. Every year he would save up his money and buy the best mask, the best costume, the best decorations. This year was no different. Lenny was getting ready to go to a Halloween party at his friend's house. He got dressed up in a shaggy black coat, big black boots, and a long flowing black cape. Then he put on his Halloween mask and admired himself in the mirror. It was the scariest, most hideous mask he had ever seen. He was sure that everyone at the party would be terrified when they set eyes on it. He would be the envy of all his friends. When Lenny turned up at his friend's house, the party was already in full swing. He could hear the dull sound of music coming from behind the door. He rang the doorbell and his friend answered it. She greeted him and ushered him inside. He looked around the living room. Some people were dancing and others were talking, laughing, drinking, and nibbling at the buffet. There were witches, ghosts, skeletons, vampires, and zombies. None of the masks were very scary. Lenny was sure he had the best one. He stood there and waited for someone to comment on his mask, but nobody paid any attention to him. He was disappointed. Wandering around the room, he tried to give everyone a good view of the mask. He wanted them to be scared. He wanted to cause a stir. One girl tapped him on the shoulder and started talking to him. "'Hey, who are you supposed to be?' she asked. Lenny tried to reply, but he found he couldn't move his mouth. The mask felt too tight. He was embarrassed, so he turned away and went into the kitchen to get himself a glass of Halloween Punch. He tried to pull off his mask so he could take a drink, but it wouldn't budge. It seemed to be stuck fast to his face. He pulled and tugged on it, but no matter what he did, he couldn't get it off. Lenny was starting to get worried. It was hot inside the house, and Lenny could feel himself sweating under the mask. He needed to get it off. He needed to get it off now grabbing a knife from the kitchen drawer he went into the toilet and locked locked the door behind him he looked in the mirror and started scratching and tearing at the mask but it really hurt it was as if the mask was firmly stuck to his skin getting desperate he took the knife and sliced into the mask cutting off little strips of rubber and tossing them into the sink gradually A line formed outside the toilet, and people started getting impatient, knocking on the door and calling out, "'What's going on in there?' Lenny was in a panic, and he tried peeling off the rest of the mask, but it stubbornly stayed in place. He couldn't understand what was wrong. "'What if it won't come off?' he wondered. "'What if it's stuck on my face forever?' He began hacking at the mask with the knife and again ripping off little bits. More and more people were banging on the door. "'Come on,' they shouted. "'What are you doing in there?' from inside the toilet they heard lenny shrieking it won't come off my mask it won't come off the people gathered outside the toilet gave each other worried looks one of the girls was puzzled mask she said but he wasn't wearing a mask done 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 Dun! Dun! no but that one <laughs> fucked me up like homeboy is literally slicing his skin off it's very cabin fever very cabin fever I say as if I've seen Cabin Fever, but we all know I'm the biggest wimp on the planet, so I have not seen Cabin Fever. But do you know but who's I in get Cabin the Fever? Gist of it. Isn't Paris Hilton in Cabin Fever?
0: No, she's in House of Wax. Ah, uh, same difference. You know who's in Cabin Fever?
1: Um, who's that girl that was in Suburgatory?
0: No, it's a it's a guy. Chad Michael Murray. <sighs> no, Ryder Strong. <laughs> <laughs> of boy I meets love world man. fame,
1: I love him so much. I love, I, I love, know. I love the show. I love Ryder Strong and his porn star name. I love the whole thing.
0: That was, I think, Cabin Fever was one of my first horror movies, just because. I was like, "Oh my God, Sean Hunter's in this movie!" Oh my God! I wonder if he'll die or live <laughs> like he did there's, in
1: Whatchamacallit, It: Boy Meets World. There's a
0: scene where uh, a girl's in a bathtub and she's shaving her legs, and she's just shaving skin off of her legs. Oh God, no! <laughs> Why would you do so that? It me up.
1: Why? Why would
0: you do that? <laughs> yeah, it was it was a good movie. Um, was it though? Yeah, it was pretty good. And then there was a sequel, and then Ryder Strong was like in it for like two seconds. I love him. Yeah, I love him too. I'm not going to watch
1: this movie, but I love him.
0: All right, so my next one is kind of a short one also, and it's called Snap, and it's by someone named Jack. That's all the information I have. Uh Uh-oh. Okay. Every month, a beautiful woman would drop her film off at the camera store to get it developed. He didn't know her name, but she was the most beautiful woman he had ever seen, and also a wonderful photographer. It had made his day when he got to develop her photos. The pictures were of her, sometimes at the beach, in a bikini, sometimes at a picnic lunch, always smiling. A close-up photo of her face <coughs> shit. A close-up photo of her <laughs> face revealed her beautiful, clear blue eyes that he would dream about um, at work when it was a quiet day. One time, a naked photo even slipped through. Ooh a self-portrait she had taken in the bathroom. <laughs> Ew. Ew. Girls vintage judies. Uh, oh god. <laughs> this was before digital cameras and there was no way to delete the photos off the roll, but of course, as he suspected, this one was put in there just for him to see. He kept it. Yeah. 1 right. month <laughs> one month a man started appearing in all of her pictures this man was smiling too and hugging her in many of the photos sometimes at the beach sometimes at a picnic he didn't sometimes like that. nude <laughs> sometimes nude he didn't like that he got so he got rid of all the photos with this man in them after this she didn't get her photos developed there anymore this oh. passed however and soon enough photos of her started to come through the shop again the man that she was with didn't appear in the photos anymore, and she didn't smile much anymore. In fact, she appears to be crying in most of the photos. Most of the pictures are taken from outside a glass window, oh, I and noticed. the only close-up now of her beautiful eyes is when they're closed and she's fast asleep. What? So, actually, now that I'm reading and this... And she's back, fast what? Fast asleep. Oh, I didn't hear asleep. Yeah. So oh, that's not that the I'm, one I've heard. Now that I'm reading this there's a movie with robin williams i'm sorry if you hear I my was, typing noise
1: i was wondering because I, like i vaguely remember there being a robin williams movie that's based on like not exactly one hour this photo. story yeah and he's yeah, got the bleached hair in that the doesn't part. he
0: yeah um his name's cy parish runs a one-hour photo developing lab in a small mall he's a perfectionist about his work and generous to his regular customers, including a typical family headed by Will Yorkin. Over the years, he has seen the family grow through their photos. But when he sees evidence of Yorkin being unfaithful, uh, coupled with a threat to his position, he his already precarious mental state tips over the edge. So I think he like tries to like insert himself in this family. So it's yeah, very similar it was something to, like, like that. Yeah. No, I remember a similar story,
1: except. Instead of like in a lot of the photos, she's crying, and in a lot of the photos, like she's not happy or whatever, and the man is gone. It's because the guy has kidnapped her and is keeping her in his basement.
0: I think that it's similar to that because, like, it is similar. Yeah, because this this one alludes to the fact that, like, he breaks into her house and takes pictures of her sleeping and, like, takes pictures of her through her windows. Obviously, windows are, like, a huge problem for me. Yeah, I was going to say, you've literally,
1: (laughs) you just kind of zoned in on the windows. You just are really into the window theme. windows fucks me up real bad. Oh, this is going to be fun. This is going to be a fun, fun (laughs) Halloween for you. Do you have one
0: more or do you have two more? I have one more. Okay. All right, you do your you one do more two, and then I have you? like my favorite one. Okay. So okay, this is ahead. the
1: one. So like I've said um I heard a lot of these stories, well all of these stories, but I heard a lot of scary stories when I was teaching and learning sailing and a very popular one. So I sailed in a place called Pleasant Bay on Cape Cod. And there's this very gorgeous. Quaint. It's very quaint, very white very very like there's this huge white colonial mansion on a cliff overlooking the bay on one side and then the bay goes like in out to the atlantic ocean on the other and so it can see sounds like a nicholas sparks movie it's like a nicholas sparks house it really is so um i couldn't i couldn't find it written anywhere so i'm doing this from memory but it's the house is called the captain Linnell house l-i-n-n-e-l and it's a well-known haunted house on Cape Cod, and it was built in Orleans, Massachusetts, in 1840 by Captain Ebenezer Linnell for his bride, Rebecca. However, Linnell died at sea during a terrible storm. He was a ship captain. I believe he was into whaling and things like that. Um, and he never saw the house completed. As legend has it, Linnell's first mate came home to inform Rebecca of her husband's death, and one thing led to another. And they went on to get married and live together in the house that commissioned, that was commissioned to be built by Linnell for Rebecca. So she goes on to shack up with his first mate. Yeah. Um, And so years later, there was a huge storm, not unlike the storm that Captain Linnell died in. And Rebecca and her husband were sitting in their living room, which had a view of the yard and the flag. There's a big flagpole that you can see from the water. Um. And so it had a view of their expansive yard and the flagpole and the lightning would flash and suddenly the first mate screamed and he sees a figure outside standing near the flagpole. Rebecca looked and said to him, there was nothing there. She didn't see anyone and he was probably just seeing things. It was probably just the storm. So she offered to make him a cup of tea to calm his nerves and left for the kitchen And the first mate decided that Rebecca was right and he must have been seeing things and he began to relax. But then a few minutes later, the lightning flashed again and he sees outside that the figure was still there and had moved closer to the house. So Rebecca came running from the kitchen because he was screaming again. And she again checks outside and sees nothing and assures him that it was just the storm and his mind is playing tricks on him and it's going to be okay. She's going to make him a cup of tea. It's going to be fine. So the first mate reluctantly agreed and turned away from the windows entirely and decided to face the fireplace. So he begins to nod off when he hears a tapping at the back door. Terrified, doesn't want to speak, doesn't want to move. He focuses on the fire and prays that his wife will come back into the room And meanwhile the tapping is getting louder and louder and louder and just as he began to assure himself that it was just a tree branch sitting uh, hitting the house, the doors burst open and the storm blew in all kinds of rain and debris and everything into the house and the man screamed and he had to try to shut the doors and the wind was fighting him and he looks and no one is at the door. The doors opened by themselves. So he was pretty relieved and he came to the conclusion that his wife was right and no one was actually there. And he finally manages to get the doors shut and he bolts them shut, locks them and turns back to his place in front of the fire. At which point he sees the captain soaking wet with sunken eyes and covered in seaweed standing in a puddle. The first mate opens his mouth to scream, but nothing will come out. And a few minutes later, his wife returned from the kitchen to see a puddle on the floor and debris from the storm strewn about, but again, no husband. She calls for him and she searches the house, but she can't find him anywhere. And suddenly, something outside the window catches her eye when the lightning flashes. And there is her husband hanging from the flagpole. And there is the captain standing at the foot, looking at her spook and another i didn't write this down in another not version i guess but i've heard this story several times and somebody else said that a similar thing happened again this is all probably like an urban legend that um same storm that the captain continues to haunt the house but the same storm hit in the 70s and a postal worker got hung from the flagpole presumably by the captain
0: oh so this was like a local legend local of legend this house
1: local legend this house only it's like you it's like written up as being a haunted house though it doesn't really talk about this in any of the things that i've found so i think that's a yeah. real local local legend
0: but it's, Is it there's like,
1: talk of it being haunted people go to yeah. see it for hauntings and things like that um like obviously New jersey
0: so like Like, I'm in Jersey, so, like, we have Weird New Jersey, which is a very popular, it was a magazine, it's a book, like, it's a very popular thing. Right, right. But I think they, like, I know Chris Gethard went on to write um, Weird New York, but is there, like, a Weird Connecticut?
1: No, no, Connecticut's too white for that. (laughs) (laughs) You laugh, but it's true. They would, they, our version of Weird Connecticut is Martha Stewart magazine.
0: That's pretty weird. (laughs) Oh, no,
1: it is pretty weird. The shit that she can do with a roast. Are you kidding me? But no, we don't have a weird Connecticut. I wish we did because we've got some creepy things like we've got the melon heads and whatnot. Yeah, we'll talk about them. Yeah, we will. I'm just I'm giving a little teaser. Yeah, we have things. We have spooky things. Well, scurry. You're not a a Connecticut anymore. Connecticut. Connecticut that is what it is I swear to God it's as pretentious as it sounds or if you want to get real like into it we're the nutmeg state so sometimes people from Connecticut are called nutmeggers gag me yeah I know when Michael and I lived in Connecticut I would tease him and tell him that he was those things all the time and he would get extremely upset (laughs) I was like they're bad but if I have to deal with it so do you
0: Anyway. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. That was a good one. I liked it. Yeah. Me um, too. Alright. So this one is uh it's called Look At Me and it's by Theatre Guy. And I edited it a little bit. Like there was like little pieces that I was just like, uh, let me make this a little bit shorter.
1: Oh, I edited one of mine because it was problematic. The clown one. Okay. There the clown one, it was a very problematic clown. Like I was like, you know what, we can just say that he's a mentally disturbed escaped convict, yeah. and that's that's where we'll leave it.
0: Yeah, you don't need to go into detail. It's a creepy no. guy in somebody's house. That's yeah. that's enough of a horror. That's, all,
1: okay. that's scary
0: enough. Alright. So um yeah, I edited this one. I'll put the link to the actual one, but it's not that right. much different. Right. The gist is the same. So it's called Look at Me. Um, one evening, my mother oh, and stepfather had gone out to some event around 6 p.m. while I stayed home to work on a paper that was due the next day. I spent the entire evening sat at my desk, blasting music through my noise-canceling headphones and writing an essay. To give you a picture of my room, my desk faces a wall with a small window next to it, so when I'm sitting at my desk, my back faces the doorway. Occasionally, I would take breaks and watch the rain and lightning throughout th- outside the window, and I never left my desk. I finally removed my headphones around 11pm and I clearly heard the garage door open and my parents open the door to the house moments afterward. Within seconds I heard my mother shout my name. "Adrian!" she screams. What on earth has happened in here? Confused, I get out of my chair and start walking through the house to them. There's only a small hallway that separates my room from the living room. Due to my rush to figure out what my mother was yelling about, I paid little attention to the hall and the house. When I got to the living room my mom looks livid. She's pointing at the carpet on the floor and yelling, Was this you? Did you have friends over? I look down, and the carpet is ruined. It's covered with muddy footprints. I frantically explain to her that I have no idea how those got there, and that I spent the whole night at my desk, writing my paper. I watch as her face goes from anger to confusion to fear. We realize that someone else must have entered the house. Quickly, we scan the footprints, trying to make sense of the situation. It only takes us a few moments to figure out where they start, our back door, which we usually left unlocked. Then we notice something else. The footprints start at the back door, but there was no footprints exiting the back door. We hear something pounding through the house. We hear a front door being torn open, then slamming shut with a sharp wham. We all run to the garage and lock the door. My mom starts shouting at the police through the phone. Please come quickly. Someone's broken into our house. After what seems like hours, the police arrive. An officer with... uh, An officer stays with us in the garage as his partner goes to the house, room by room. His partner tells us that it's going to be safe to go back in and that no one's in the house. Then she asks us whose room is down the hall to the left. My parents look at me and I tell the officer that it's mine. She asks me to follow her down the hall. As we go, it's easy to see the footprints weave through the house from the back door. They go through the living room, through the small hallway, into my parents' room down the hall on the right, and then they turn around towards my room they stop in my doorway. Then the officer points at my door, which I left open the whole night. On it, in black sharpie, is written, my log. 847, I see you. 853, you forgot to lock the back door. 859, you seem focused. uh, 924, turn around. 947, look at me. 1015, look at me. 1037, look at me. 1049, look at me. For nearly two hours, someone stood in my doorway watching me. To this day, I shudder to think what would have happened if I had turned around and looked at them. What the fuck, Haley? <laughs> Home invasion ones are my least favorite, but also the creepiest. See, like,
1: you and I are very different in that I like the ones that could never, ever, ever happen. Like the paranormal ones. Yes, because then I feel safe and I can sleep at night and... Haley, i'm not going to be able to sleep tonight well now i'm too worried that i i'm like i literally when we're done recording this i'm checking to make sure that our door is locked like i'm double checking i don't care that we're on the second floor i need to be sure that nobody is going to get me right now
0: like i've told elliot before like home invasion is like my worst case scenario like that's the thing i'm most afraid of but like I've stayed at my house with, like, my parents gone on vacation and stuff. I've stayed at Elliot's house, like, taking care of his cat and, like, watering his plants and, like, all that stuff um, when his family is away on vacation. And being in a big, empty house is fucking terrifying. Like, there was yeah. one time that yeah. I I was at my friend's house taking care of her dog. And it's, like, an older house. So, like, obviously there's creeks and stuff. My house oh, is an older house, too. Oh, God, no. But you... You know your house is Creeks. You don't know another person's house is creaks. So, literally, I slept on a couch, like, fully in, like, street clothes. I made the dog, like, sleep next to me. And I literally, yep. like, I watched TV. Like, I slept with all of the lights on and, like, the TV on and everything. Because, like, I couldn't. It, it got to a point where it was, like, three thirty, four o'clock in the morning. And I was like, do I go home? Because I, I just got, like, I just i just heard things and i psyched myself out and yeah that's my least favorite thing
1: that's a no thanks from me
0: yeah there was obviously nobody there but i just i don't know i psyched myself out
1: oh god oh god anything with like too
0: many doors and like too many windows and elliot gave me shit because he's like you just gotta make sure the doors are locked and i was like if someone wants to get into your house, they're gonna get into they're, your house. They, yeah, exactly. They're not gonna give a shit about
1: doors or
0: windows. Yeah, right? They break that shit. And you shit. know how easy it is to pick locks if you're, like, I de- do. If you're, like, trying to do it? If you're, like, Yep. If you need it, to get in there, yeah. Yeah. So that's why, oh like, God. having an apartment with, like, one door and, like, on the second floor where, like, the windows aren't, like, ground level, that's actually comforting. mmm uh,
1: agree to disagree. I guess. I I feel I feel safer not mm, no. Nah. I want to be as as I far mean, obviously, the natural disaster if you're
0: on like a second floor is like scarier.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'd just prefer to be away from all of it. That's None, true. I'd no just thanks. prefer nothing to ever happen. I just prefer to live in Pleasantville, thank you. Just that's fine. Nothing bad happening ever. Like I am, I am good. Thanks. All right. That that being said, Haley's address is no. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> oh God, I would die. But also, yes. we don't just
0: have to release this. I would just, I would just like edit, it, edit it out. <laughs> yes,
1: you'd you'd take my portion and you'd be like, no thanks, no thanks,
0: <laughs> thanks but no thanks. And oh. also, the time that you're listening to this, let me just double check our sketch. Yeah, the time that you're listening to this, I will not be at my house, so nobody can come in through my window and kill me. I'll tell I'll tell them where you're staying. I'll be on vacation and you won't even know where I am until I get back and tell you all about it because it's gonna be really exciting and really fun.
1: It's gonna be super cute. Haley's gonna so come cute. back with all the stories of people peering in her windows. Mm-hmm. Haley's going to get all of the emails saying, hey, I was looking for you in your windows, but you weren't there. What gives? Look at me.
0: I, uh, <laughs> not, not this summer, last summer, I went on a road trip with one of my friends and also Elisa, our social media manager. Hey, Elisa, if you Love to Love you. Us. Um, and we stayed at a little cabin in the middle of nowhere in Maine and like three of the walls were like fully like sliding glass doors like they were nope. all glass yeah <laughs> and we were in the middle of the woods and we were sitting on the back porch at night like looking up at the stars and everything because like nobody that's was what you do us. in the middle of nowhere yeah and we had like our like little boom box and we were like listening to like some psychedelic ass music and it was just a grand old time Hanson. it was really fun so we were just sitting there, like, laying on the back deck, looking at the stars, like, talking, listening to music. And then the playlist that I had ended, and then you started to hear forest noises. And we're like, oh, like, this is, like, the real forest. <laughs> Time to go! <laughs> this is, like, the real forest, and, like, this is, like, the start of a horror movie. Like, you know, at the yep. beginning of the horror movie, everyone's, like, drinking and smoking and having fun and, like, woo! And then, like, a murder. Bye got a blast Ryder strong comes in
1: and some girl shaving the flesh off her legs
0: i mean what you gonna
1: do i don't know like not watch horror movies and watch tangled instead because that's what i'm gonna do
0: well get ready because we're gonna be talking about horror movies pretty soon yeah i know i'm not feeling
1: it i am just not i'm i love you and i love halloween halloween is my favorite holiday i do not like scary Things I do not like getting scared. I do not like being scared. I do not like scary things. Oh well. I do not like them. Sam, I am. So this will be fun for everybody else. It'll make for good podcasting. Yeah. Because Mama's a wimp. Mama's anyway. a big fucking wimp. As you, <laughs> as you've, as you've known, as you all know.
0: Yep. So if you want to see uh these creepy pastas and more we might post like a couple of like um there's like a whole thing like micro pastas that are like our two spooky sentences. spaghetti spooky spaghets so yes. they're like two sentences long so i might post a bunch of those on the website crimeculturepodcast.tumblr.com Woo. all of the links to our social media are on there follow us like us rate us subscribe to us love all us please things. love us we're um, like Tinkerbell. We die without positive affirmations, and we have so much content that we're like so excited. It's coming out our ears. Yeah, we're excited for all you guys to listen to it. So, subscribe and get notified first. So, yeah, um, do that. That'd be cool. That'd be chill. Do that. I'd be pretty. Hyped. So, we'll see you for the next episode. Stay spooky, fam. That's, that's one word for it. Stay spooky. Bye. Bye-bye.